Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio.
Well, welcome to the edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host this evening. And I'm joined by Brother Paul on the phone uh, out in Kansas. And uh, Brother Paul, you there? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me all right? Um, yes, sir. I just wanted to make sure that I had everything dialed in okay. I've got you on the speakers, but I have my headset on because I think you can hear me better. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing, but then I took my speakers off in case I got some of that feedback. So, uh, but yeah, it sounds good. Um, so if you're tuning in, like we said, this is Prayer International Radio. Uh, you can give us a call at 619-638-8458. That's the call-in number. Of course, if you only have a phone to use, that's the only way you're going to uh, reach us anyways. Uh, looks like we, we've got a few people dialed in right now. I'm actually about to kind of check with a few here in a minute. And uh, if you need to check out the website or leave prayer requests, uh, go to the website at www.prayerinternational.org. And we've got a few devotionals and different things going on there you can check out. Uh, also, if you'll go to the About Us page, uh, it'll have our information on uh, donations, giving, any seeds you want to sow into the ministry. Um, it'll give you an opportunity there through PayPal, as well as give you the address to send a check or money order or whatever. Um, and we'll give you opportunity later on in the show uh, with that information as well. So also, uh, if you want to, you can email us. We're at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we've had a few uh, just different testimonies and different prayer requests come in uh, for different people. So just want to thank you for you know being faithful to uh, trust us enough to pray for you. You know sometimes it, it's a very vulnerable uh, spot or a very vulnerable situation to be in to you know just share your heart even and and uh, just kind of put it all out there and, and ask people to pray. And so you know we appreciate uh, those of you that are you know. Uh, being vulnerable and, and sharing those things with us. Of course, we keep that confidential between our intercessors and ourselves. And uh, you know, but again, if you want to join our online family, we've got a chat room open. Also, we uh, take prayer requests in the chat room as well. So just feel free. You know, we're all about prayer here. And with that being said, we need to pray. So let's open up in a word of prayer and just ask the Lord's blessings uh, on the show tonight. Hey, Paul, you want to open this up? That'll work. Aye. Right. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that we have this opportunity to come to you, Heavenly Father, through the blood. We thank you, Father, that you sowed your son, that you sowed a significant seed, Jesus, in our lives, Heavenly Father, at Calvary. So that us as believers, Heavenly Father, for us that have confessed our sins, Lord God, for us that have repented, Lord God, of all of the sins because we were born in the sin, Heavenly Father. And as you, in an attempt to rearrange our emotional makeup, Heavenly Father, the temple that we are, Heavenly Father, that by your blood, Heavenly Father, we can call upon your name, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Heavenly Father, as we come forth with praise and prayer tonight, Lord God, first, Father, we thank you for the platform that you have provided us, Heavenly Father, to pray and preach to the nations, yes, Heavenly Father. 
Heavenly Father, as we pray for prophets and priests across the nations, Heavenly Father, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will raise up a prophetic generation, Heavenly Father, that you will outpour your anointing, Heavenly Father, over your sons and daughters, Heavenly Father, throughout all the nations, Heavenly Father. Lord God, as we lift up your sons and daughters tonight on this radio broadcast, Heavenly Father, Lord God, we pray that by the blood of Jesus, that you will give them an entire makeover, Heavenly Father, that you will pour out your spirit, Lord God, on your sons and daughters, Heavenly Father, that you will be the driver of their heart, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Well, we'll be taking prayer requests throughout the night and, uh, you know, get into some of that as well. But, you know, uh, earlier into the show, we were kind of tapping around in the chat room. Brother Paul brought a uh, psalm to my attention. Um, maybe you're familiar with it. It's Psalm 23. And, you know, one thing about the shepherd, uh, if you're with the shepherd and you're following the shepherd's lead, he makes a promise to us. I, I just want to kind of go through this real quick you know a lot of times we think of the shepherd psalm or the psalm 23 as the you know the the funeral service psalm you know it's the psalm that they most quote on tv you know usually when they're showing a funeral service or whatever but uh and a lot of people consider it you know in in that regard but you know actually there's a lot of promises there's a lot of blessings contained in psalm 23 that the Lord kind of lays out for us, you know, as a child of God, that, you know, if you're not really looking into it, you can miss it. And so um, I see that we've actually got a few that have come in. I just popped up the uh, chat room back, so I want to thank you, uh, those of you in the chat room tonight. It looks like we've got Robin Crisp, Little One Ton, and uh, Kingdom here. Just want to thank you for... Uh, joining us in the chat room tonight. So we're going to get into Psalm 23 briefly. It's only six verses. I'm not going to do an extensive teaching on it, but it's here, and I just want to cover it real quick. And, you know, if you're in the chat room, obviously you can see it. And if you're not, uh, check out Blue Letter Bible, Bible Gateway, if you're on the computer. Uh, very quick, easy resource to get around, and, and it's very user-friendly. If not, uh, old school it and open up your Bible. Psalm 23, but it says this. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. And if you continue, it says, I shall not want. And some versions say, I shall lack nothing. He makes me lie down in, in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Now, you know, if God's your shepherd, there's a promise here, and, and I want to encourage you, if you pray, pray the Bible. Learn to pray the Scripture when you're reading the Bible. Don't just read it, but pray through it. You know, make that a, a new portion of your study. You know, sometimes we can read it and read it and, and hear a thousand different messages on the same Scripture, and, and sometimes, you know, it may become so familiar with us that it, it just doesn't seem to... Uh, minister to us anymore. I know a lot of people go through that that season where they've, you know, the the Word of God, uh, because they become so comfortable with it, 
it gets to a place where it doesn't really speak to their heart anymore. You know, but one thing that will keep the word alive and keep the word fresh in your heart is to pray through the scripture. You know, read it, meditate on it, read it out loud, pray it, confess it, and begin to apply it to your life. And it will actually keep the scriptures fresh. It will keep the, the word living and active in your life. And so, if the Lord your shepherd is promised in the first verses, you shall not want, you shall lack nothing. Verse 2 says, he makes you lie down in green pastures and leads you beside the still waters if you are his sheep. Now, green pastures represent abundance. Green pastures represent a fertile crop, which during those times, if you were a shepherd or a farmer, and you were living off the land, your source of supply came mainly either from your livestock or from your from your crop, unless you had some kind of, you know, trade or, or something else you were doing. But typically, uh, these shepherds and these farmers, when they had a green pasture, that re- represented abundance. It represented uh, being taken care of. They had their needs supplied in those green pastures. And so God promises green pastures, abundance, enough, plenty. But he also does another thing. He leads you beside still waters. And so you need to realize sheep are led. And if you're a sheep, then you need to be led by God, by his spirit. And this is the way he leads you. Listen, he says in verse 3, he restores your soul. So if you're drinking from the still waters, you know, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. And the only way that you're going to learn to get to know your shepherd's voice and the only way you're going to learn to follow the, the leading of the shepherd is sometimes you've got to quit listening to all the other leadings, all the other voices, all the other distractions, and you just need to get still. You just need to get quiet. Jesus said, go into your closet and shut the door. Why did he say that? Because when you go into your closet and you shut the door, typically nobody can get to you. Nobody can distract you. You close out all the other voices and distractions and and the things that are contrary to the voice of God. And so you get into that still, quiet place. Psalm 91 calls it the secret place. Okay? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. So when we talk about meditation, we're not talking about doing deep breathing exercises and transcendental, you know, uh, spiritual transfer, any of that, none of that stuff. When we talk about meditating, the word meditate in this uh, same sense is a Greek word for rumen. It's called rumen, which is the same word we get, uh, ruminate. And if you study the word rumen, it's the same derivative. Uh, rumen is a cow is like a cow's stomach, and a cow's stomach actually has two different stomachs. And what happens is a cow chews and eats, and their food goes into one stomach. And if you're eating right now, sorry, because this may be a little graphic. So put your food down and listen. So when a cow eats, their food goes into one, and they process it, and they process it, and then it kind of comes back up and then they chew a little more and then it goes into this other stomach 
and it ruminates, and it breaks down, and it breaks down, and it breaks down, and then it processes through their system. And when you study that word meditate, it actually means ruminate or to rumin. It means to chew over, over and over and over again. And so when we're talking about meditating on the word of the Lord, meditating on scripture, meditating on the voice of the Lord, what that means is to take the word of God, whether it's written, whether it's something someone spoke to you as of the Lord, of course, make sure it lines up with scripture, or it's something the Holy Spirit implanted in your heart, a living word, a rhema word, we're to chew these things, we're to meditate on these things. And so what that means, you know, and I saw that somebody asked about, you know, should I meditate? Yes. Um, Being still isn't just getting to a place where you leave yourself completely empty. Okay, see, meditation teaches we need to empty ourselves. But God's word says to be filled. And so there is a process of, having the things of the world and the things of the flesh uh, taken and stripped away from your life and and we're to lay those things down and and remove those things from our lives. But we don't just leave ourselves empty and vulnerable and open to those other spirits and open to uh, those other influences, but instead we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And so God's idea of meditating is for the purpose of being full, not for the purpose of being empty. And religion teaches to meditate because it's supposedly an emptying of self. And I just wanted to kind of define that to you if there's any confusion. Um, So when we say meditate, we mean to mull over and ponder and chew off and digest and actually get the benefit from it. See, if your food's never digested, you don't ever get the benefit or the nutrition from it if it's not digested properly. And just because you read the Bible or you hear Scripture quoted or somebody reads the Bible to you, if you don't properly digest it in your spirit and you don't properly mull it over in your mind and let it transform and renew your mind and renew your thinking, then you're not going to get the benefit and the nourishment extracted out of that word. And so meditation is a very important process, you know, and a very important, let me say, discipline, rather. Meditation is a very important discipline in the process. And so, but it continues, and I'm going to continue. I know I I said I wasn't going to get long-winded, so I'll I'll try to be, you know, thorough but uh, short because we've got some, some kingdom business to take care of tonight. So he restores our soul. He restores us. And if you're broken, if things in your life are not together, if things in your life are fragmented or torn or frazzled, listen, God is in the restoration process. The Bible says this. He says, Beloved, I wish that all prosper and be in good health, that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. What that means is as you're renewed in your mind, as your soul is restored, as your soul your mind, your will, your emotions, that those mental processes in your life begin to get transformed and restored and renewed by the Word of God, it will actually affect your body. It will actually affect your spirit. It will affect, you know, the, the outflow of your life. 
And so restoration and allowing uh, that process to take place inside is very important. So he restores my soul. We'll keep going real quick. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Like I said before, sheep are led. He'll lead you beside still waters. Why does he do that? You have to get quiet enough to hear his voice. Be still and know that I am God. So you get quiet enough to hear his voice, and then he leads you in the paths of righteousness. That means he's got a path already carved out for you. He says the steps of a righteous man or a righteous woman, a child of God, they're ordered of the Lord. His word, written and spoken, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Why does he say that? That's how he leads us. And so he's got paths carved out for you. He says he'll even make your crooked paths straight. So God has a path, and it's a righteous path. It's a path that bears fruit. It's a path that brings blessing. See, the the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. And when you follow God's path, are we losing you, or is it just me? Well, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We must be doing something right. Hallelujah. Can y'all hear me? Um, For some reason, we lost Christopher. Um, I thought it was me earlier. Um, if you guys can hear me, I know there's about a 20 second delay in the chat room before y'all can hear me. Um,
We apologize for the technical difficulty. We're uh, going through Psalm 23 real quick. We're in verse 5. Uh, we broke for a song. And uh, and if you need to call in, the call-in number is 619-638-8458. And if you need Hi, Chris. to Yeah. What was the name? What was the name of that song we was just listening to? It was called "In Your House." In your house. Yeah. In my house. Well, it's it's uh, it's called "In Your House." It's a uh, kind of a song they took out of Psalm 27 and uh, just took a few scriptures off of Psalm 27 and uh, turned it into a song. Uh. Because they're wanting to know in the chat room. I'm sure they're wanting to download. Yeah, I can put it up. Yeah, it's uh, In Your House by Joanne McFadder, and it's on the, uh, yeah, it was Tana Luker and Joanne McFadder. Yeah, that's right. Uh, my wife's correcting me. Um, what is it, Cloud by Day? Yeah, it's, a, it's on a, a CD called, yeah, it's on a CD called Cloud by Day. Uh, Cloud by Day. It's by. It'll be listed as Joanne McFadder or Keith and Sonner Luker. They all worked on it. In fact, Missy Edwards is in there too, somewhere in the background. But um, and it's called In Your House. Yeah. Can you type it for us? Um, I can. So yeah. So we are going through. Just a second. Let me get back in. I've got. I'm working with one uh, monitor here, so I've got a, multiple windows. Um, Getting, getting, getting in the groove with Jesus. That's what I thought it was. All right. Getting, getting, getting in the groove with Jesus. Sound like something out of Cameroon. We was all enjoying it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, closest I've been to Cameroon in years. Actually, that was done at IHOP. That was done at the Kansas City International House of Prayer. And uh, back when I don't even know they were going 24 hours uh, when they did that one, it's probably done about 10, 12 years ago. But it's a pretty good one, and it's called "In I've Your House" out. by Joanne Satter. And the the uh, CD is called uh, "By Day." And so we've we've got it in there, I think. Uh, all right, there you go. So praise God. Um, yeah, you can find it in stores. You can find it online. You know, um, another good way to check it out, go to Half Price Books online. Actually, there's a little promo for Half Price Books. But, you know, um, you can order stuff online. And even with shipping, it's usually ten times cheaper than going somewhere else. Even though they call it half price, sometimes it's a third or a fifth or a tenth of the price. So uh, check them out. It's a blessing. Uh, praise God. So, yeah, so we were in Psalm 23. I'm going to just wrap that part up, then we're going to pray. But, you know, I want you to get these points. I want you to get, you know, what the Lord's saying here, because sometimes we can just overlook the word and take it for granted. And, you know, Scripture again, yeah, I've heard that. But, you know, if you don't really get into it and you don't pick it apart, if you don't meditate on it, if you don't chew it up and begin to extract the benefit of those Scriptures, then what's the point of reading it? You know, what's the point of having a devotion time? Or what's the point of spending your day reading the Bible if it's not really feeding your spirit? 
you know, if you're just kind of doing your deal every day and you're not getting anything out of it, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like cramming a lot of unhealthy food in your body, but then you take your vitamins, you know, it's like, what's the point, you know, um, <laughs> you know, just eat right and uh, everything will be good. So praise God. Uh, God's good. We were in Psalm 23, verse 5. I'm going to open up my Bible gateway here. And um, when all that happened, I didn't know if my computer was shutting down or what was going on. Fortunately, it did not. Praise God. And uh, we are having some computer breakthroughs. And uh, just to make that clear, breakthrough, that means good, nothing bad. Uh, we are getting some major breakthroughs. I don't know what happened with Scott there, but, you know, just want to thank all of you guys for praying about our technology. What's that? I think your cup my runneth cup. over, my brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah. think it was running over, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, Tripped on your keyboard, I think. I'm going to send you some keyboard cleaner in case your cup ran over and got all on your keyboards. I'm going to send you some right out of Singapore. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> hey, man. Well, check this out. We're in uh, Psalm 23, but it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now listen, he says, even though I walk through the valley, and a valley sometimes is a, a desert time, you know, it's a dry time. It's, you know, you're in the lowest low uh, that you can be. But he calls it the valley of the shadow of death. In other words, it's not death. It just looks like it is. It looks like it's it's the end of the rope. It looks like it's devastating. It looks impossible. But it's just a shadow. God Amen. says what, what looks impossible possible. What looks like death, he says life. You know, what we call sickness, he, he declares healing. He calls things not as though they are. So he says, look, it may look devastating, but it's just a shadow. As soon as the light comes on on the other side of the shadow, guess what? The shadow goes away. All you got to do is turn on more light, and the shadow goes away. That's a good thing about the light. You know, so when you're facing the shadow of death, just step into the light a little harder and get your foot on the other side, and that shadow disappears. So praise God, but he says, I'll fear no evil. See, the perfect love of God casts out all fear. And if you know he's your good shepherd, you don't have to fear. In fact, he's not giving you a spirit of fear, but he's giving you power. He said, I've given you power to tread upon all serpents and scorpions, all power over the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm you. He's given you love. He said, the perfect love of God casts out all fear. He said that, you know, I give you love, not like the world gives it. He doesn't give peace and love and joy like the world gives it. But his love is an unconditional, everlasting love. First Corinthians 13. You know, he says, uh, I give you a sound mind. I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but I've given you a sound mind. And if you're a child of God, you've got the mind of Christ. If you're a child of God, he'll renew your mind. Yes, sir. So praise God. Verse 5 says, he prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Listen, even in the midst of your enemies, even in the midst of your darkest moment, God can prepare a table before you. Here's your worst situation. 
situation and turn it around and make it the best. All things work for those that are called of God and uh, love God and are called according to his purpose. Listen, it, it could be the biggest mess, and God can turn it around and make it your message. That's how God is. He puts a table right in the middle of your enemies. He He gives you a buffet right in the middle of a desert. Stop there. Prepares you. He blesses you with the the power of the Holy Spirit. He gives you the 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 strength of the Holy Spirit, not just a little bit, but to where your cup's running over. That means you've got more than enough. And people are just taking what's spilling off the sides. They're just partaking what's spilling over, what's running over. And last verse, surely, which means for sure, of course. Without a doubt, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So listen, begin to declare it. Begin to expect it. Begin to call out to goodness and mercy and tell them, look, I'm leading this situation. God called me to be the head and not the tail. He called me to be a leader. And if anyone's following me, at least mercy and goodness are going to follow me. Just make that your confession. If anyone follows me, mercy and goodness are going to follow me because the Lord said they would all the days of my life. And you'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So that's that's your promises. Those are your benefits if he is your shepherd. Psalm 23. And so when you look at that scripture, I don't want you to look at it the same. I don't want you to think of it as the graveside service uh, scripture. Because if anything, this scripture is full of life, not death. See, remember, death is just a shadow. But when you turn on the light, you can see the face of your shepherd and be led by your shepherd. And goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. So I'm not going to keep going off. I wanted to break that down, you know, because sometimes we we can just take scripture, you know, for granted and not even see the the blessings and the benefits in it. And I just wanted everybody to get a hold of that. You know, I wanted them to see uh, the the blessings and the benefits of that scripture. So praise God. Well, Brother Paul, um, what do you got on your mind? All right. Let's see here. We're going to actually, I've got to change something up. Look, if you're uh, just listening in, the call number is 619-638-8458. For some reason, I'm having trouble hearing Paul. Uh, I don't know if he's still there or what's going on. Uh, For some reason, I can't hear him real clearly. Hey, Paul, are you there? All right. Well, praise God. Well, if uh, you need to check out our website, we're www.prayerinternational.org. Why don't we do this? Let's pray. Just ask the Lord's blessing over this word tonight. And then we will uh, get into some prayer for different uh, things, specifics, and countries, and nations. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're the good shepherd. We just give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor, Father. And we thank you that you're leading us in paths of righteousness for your namesake. Father, thank you, Lord God 
that if you are leading us, we won't want, we won't lack anything as long as we're following you. You will lead us by your hand to our sources and resources that you've prepared for us. You're the provider. Lord, thank you, Father God, that we can go through the valley of the shadow of the death and not fear evil. Father, thank you, Lord God, that you even prepare tables before us, banquets for us, buffets for us in the midst of the desert, in the presence of our enemies, Lord, and then you go farther to anoint us, to prepare us, to strengthen us. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing. We just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. Thank you that you're our good shepherd. Thank you we can call on you, Father. We just ask, Lord God, that you would lead your people, Father. Give them ears to hear. Give them to see. Give them yielded hearts, open hearts to receive from your spirit, to carry out the plans of God, to walk with hearts of obedience. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for your blessings. Lord, show your people your benefits. Show your people your blessings. Lord, let them know that diligently seek you. If they seek first your kingdom, they will be rewarded. There will be addition in their lives. There will be blessing and not cursing. There's rewards for obedience. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you have those opportunities, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, brother, uh, whatever nations you got on your plate for the night, I know uh, you stepped out for a minute. Uh, we were just kind of praying over the scripture. But uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I have I have people in my town that... Um, I have a gentleman that comes online with his David Rush. His son-in-law is going in tomorrow to have a pretty critical operation on his neck. They're doing, I think they're either going to remove a vertebrae or what have you, but um, he wanted us to stand in the gap and lift up our voices to God because he knows that God would not forsake his children. Um, and of course, you know, as you know, we feed the multitudes of promise keepers, and I've got people bringing me over food. Um, um, we have all these farmers that are cattle farmers. Uh, I've got this. Um, I've got two hog farmers up here that are dropping off food to me. Um, Amen. You know, pork. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, you know, you know, God told me not to worry about promise keepers. He said just feed them. And, um, you know, he'll make it all good. So, but I, you know, uh, people knocking on the door, you know, knock, knock, knocking on heaven doors, people sure. calling for prayer. You know what I mean? That's what right. it's about. It's 11, it's, a, it's 11 o'clock here. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Um, it is, Christopher is on the line. Um, yeah, I was just letting him know right that this is. Yeah. So praise God. Well, you know, I see that the chat room's kind of fluctuating. I keep for every now and then my chat window shuts down. Um, I don't know why that is. Uh, uh, back up again, so I may be in and out of the chat some. Uh, well, praise God. You know, I just want to thank everybody again for your faithfulness. You know, that's what this is about. The word says, "Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together." 
And whether you're doing that in a church or in a Bible study or in a home or online or, you know, uh, through a radio, however it is, the bottom line is that we're connecting, we're sharpening each other, we're bearing each other's burdens, we're praying for each other, we're we're pouring our hearts out, you know, and there's there's wisdom, counsel, and might, and the, and the multitude of counselors are safety. And even as we get together as the body of Christ, even if every person on here is already saved and born again and knows the Lord, okay, there's vital ministry that can take place among all of us as believers, you know. So that's one thing we want to encourage, and I want to encourage, if, if you're a believer, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and you have an understanding of the Word of God to some capacity, whether it's two scriptures, okay, memorized, or one scripture memorized, or two books of the Bible memorized, whatever it is. Okay, use what you have. Use what you have to be a blessing to others. It may be one word that God wants you to share, just one syllable, you know, one sentence, one scripture, uh, one testimony, whatever it is. But just, you know, be faithful with the little, and God will make you ruler over much. And, you know, we want to encourage you guys, minister among each other. You know, uh, share the word among each other. Pray for one another, because it's not just Paul and I that are doing all the praying. It's not Chris or the gospel of Paul or the gospel of Sean that we're preaching, but it's the gospel of Christ. It's the gospel of Jesus. Okay, and if you're a spirit-filled, born-again, washed-in-the-blood believer, you have the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. You have the same Hi, ability to lead somebody to yes, sir. I'm a spiritual pig. What's a spiritual pig? A spiritual pig is somebody that keeps pressing in for prayer and, and wanting to pray for people and wants somebody to lay hands on them. You know, anytime they, they, they do an altar call, he's up there. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a spiritual pig. You know, I, I, you know I, after two hours, you know, I, I keep hoping that we're going to do it for two more hours, man. I hear you. We, is that a bad thing? No. Not you a bad know, thing? Okay. Not at all. Hey, with that okay. being said, man, why don't you take it for a minute, Paul, and uh, share a little bit, pray a little bit, pray for a nation, pray for somebody, prophesy, <laughs> preach, do something. I don't know. Whatever's in your hey. heart, man, I'm just going to roll it over to you for a minute and just uh, let you roll with it. This is well, the way we roll on Prayer International. Yeah. 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 Let me pick uh, my up here. Yeah, let me <laughs> get up to the board here. Well, one of the things that I want to do, uh, we have a very dear sister of ours that came in for prayer last night, um, Shining Star. And, you know, she was talking about her relationship. And as I, as I mentioned to y'all, I, I didn't feel like I was spiritually conditioned um, or shaped to talk about um, infidelity or, you know, being betrayed, um, you know, whether, you know, fooling around, whatever you want to call it. You know, just, it, it only had to be fooling around. Whenever whenever you have somebody that you go into the altar and you, you, you know, till death do us part, and you make a covenant with God that this man in your life, that this woman in your life, till death do us part, you know, I happen to marry a Mexican woman, and let me tell you, in Espanol, 
Behold, it is until death do us part. You know what I mean? Um, uh, there is nothing. There, there's no obstacles. There's no options. It's till death do us part. Um, my wife and I, um, before we came to Christ, she came before me, obviously. And while I was out, you know, acting like an idiot, you know, um, while all my family, while her family, while everybody was saying, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, my wife said, no, you know, it is till death do us part. It's easy, you know, to jump the fence and go over there and uh, eat the other grass. You know, and there, there's all kinds of obstacles. The reason why the divorce rate is so high is because, you know, when Adam was born, when, when he was created, when God breathed on dust of the earth, there was Adam. There was no problems, you know. But when Eve came along and God made them a pair, the reason why the enemy is so steadfast after marriages is because God created it. So, you know, we talked about it last night. I didn't really want to touch on it because, you know, me being, you know, still on milk, um, not having hardcore doctrine just 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 pouring out of me. Um, I couldn't get my wife on the phone because my wife stood in the gap. My wife stayed in prayer. Even in the worst situations, you know, when I wasn't saved and my wife was, my wife during battles would just open up a Bible in a motel room with all this chaos going on in the room. And we all looked at her like she was a nut, okay, uh, because we were blind. You know, we was looking through stained glass, as Brother Chris says. But I didn't know that my wife said a, said a simple sinner's prayer that Joel Osteen preaches. Um, very simple, short, sweet, and simple. But from that day on, you know, my wife was a child of the Most High God. And as I said last night, that once one is saved, what God's word says, he'll save the whole household. Well, while I was out, I would be at the junkyards because I was restoring Mercedes and all, and I'd find Bibles. And I'd be out in the junkyard, not even being a believer, not even being saved. And I'd, guys would be out there fighting with crowbars and stuff, you know, guns going off. And I'd break out this Bible. I still have it. It's all wet. I found it in the trunk of a Mercedes. And I'd start reading scripture. <laughs> God back then was downloading me scripture. And my wife used to just be floored that what God was downloading to me, I would be preaching. I'd, I'd, I'd go right to it in the Bible. I don't know how. Just God. And But through all our storms, my wife stayed at the house. You know, though she wasn't happy, she stayed at the house. She stood in the gap, and she stood on the word of God. Okay, and believe me, it would have been a lot easier for her just to go on her way, you know, going into a new life, you know, believe me, you know, for, for the men out there that are listening, 
you know, you all know what I'm talking about. You know, new places, new women, new ideas, new turf. You know, it's a lot easier rather than standing up for what you sign a decree, the covenant that you make that you made with your wife, the covenant that you made with your husband. So leading up to the question of the prayer that we prayed over last night for this young lady who needs prayer, my suggestion let me go to the uh prayer chat room here. Um my my prayer is and to get back on this there is no out. Um, you're going to have to make your legs look like concrete pillars. And you need to get in the Word of God. Uh, you need to pray it out. You need to seek His face. Um, and we give you tools. You can go to IHOP, International House of Prayer, um, I'm looking at a deal right now in Mike Bickle's um, library on how to develop a strong prayer life because I want to develop a strong prayer life. I don't want to develop a prayer life just for results because if you have a prayer life that is built with the desire for results only, which obviously won't results but there's more to that than a, uh, a prayer life is to have a relationship with God. Because, believe me, all your friends, all the people who you think are your friends and your family, when all hell breaks loose, you know what, man? Man's going to fail you. If there's anybody that can tell you that, I think I have a, I have a, a lot of testimony of men that I have worked for in my life. In, in, in all kinds of instances, he's going to fail you, uh, whether it's your husband, whether it's your wife or whoever. We're of the flesh. You know, uh, God had to send his son to the cross for us because we was born in sin because of the fall of Adam, you know, to make us holy so that we're not walking in the flesh. So there are no outs. Um, If your husband is in infidelity, if your wife is in infidelity, you know, you've got to suck it up. You've got to look up, you've got to get on top of the mountain, and you've got to shout, okay? You've got to create a prayer room. You've got to create the atmosphere in your family. Eventually, because the Word of God says so, that once, if if you are truly saved and you repent, what does repent mean? It means to do a 180-degree turn and go the other way. Quit doing what you're doing. You know, do not cease in prayer. Throughout the day, continually, I don't mean 24 hours solid, but, you know, continue to thank God for all the little things that he's doing. If you walk in the Spirit, and there's people on the line today that are listening, and when you walk in the Spirit, you'll see all the God links throughout the day where God is talking to you. So regarding this this marriage issue, you know, I, last night after we got off the air, as y'all know, I couldn't wake up my wife. I didn't even try because she was just she was out, and I knew I was going to get her up early to leave for Valentine's Day to go get her some clothes, um, and we did, and we had a great Valentine's Day for all the ladies out there. Happy Valentine's Day! God bless. We love you, and for this young lady that that I am, uh, I want to pray for. Uh, 
my heart's out to you. It tore my heart up last night. I was in, I, After I went to bed last night, I woke my wife up. We sat there, and I talked. And my wife says, what do you mean that, that you that you don't feel that you was equipped to talk about it because of what I've gone through in my life with my wife? And um, um, to anyone, you got to pray it out. You know, you've got to stand in the gap. you got to call things that be not as so they are. Okay? It's not seed harvest. It's seed time harvest. Okay, it didn't open, it did not happen overnight in my marriage. And um uh I think that my wife could tell you that, that the relationship that we have is a blood covenant marriage. My wife for all the years she was sowing seed and we've been together fourteen years, she's now reaping the harvest. So you reap what you sow, you know. So, uh, um, I don't want to give anyone the idea that the way out is divorce because it is not the answer. If you have children involved, especially, um, you need to seek God. Um, um, you need to get in church. It's not, you need to put down the Mises theology and get into the Jesus. Um, and um, uh, Christopher come up with that. The Lord put that on his heart. It's not about us, guys. It's about everybody else. And if you'll seek God, if you'll strap up with the prayer of God and seek his face, the kingdom of God every day and his righteousness, God will bring all things together for the glory of God. Okay? So, Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord God, for your daughter, for Shining Star. Heavenly Father, as we sang the song over her last night, you are my sunshine. You are my sunshine. Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord God, that you will outpour your spirit in their marriage, that you would cover their family, their household, the rooftop, all the perimeters of their house, Heavenly Father. We pray that you will anoint it, Heavenly Father, that you will surround her life, Heavenly Father, that there will be an outpouring of angels, Heavenly Father, that she would resurrect that family, Heavenly Father, that you, your love, the outpouring of the Spirit of the Holy Spirit of God, the Alpha, the Omega, Heavenly Father, the Jehovah Jireh, the old makeup of that family, Heavenly Father. We just wrap it in the Psalms 91 prayer, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, as we know that the enemy is after that marriage because you created it. But we also know, Heavenly Father, that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you fight our battles. We know, Heavenly Father, that Jesus is our advocate, that Jesus is going to be standing in the gap presenting her case to you, God, because you are a sovereign God. Heavenly Father, as we take action, as we lift our words up to you, Heavenly Father, in prayer, we stand in the gap, as it says in Ephesians, excuse me, uh, Ezekiel um, 22 and 30, Heavenly Father. As we stand in the gap at the point of contact, Lord God, we thank you that you hear our prayers. 
We bind and we curse all the works of the enemy over that marriage, and we give it to you, Heavenly Father, and we give you all the glory, we give you all the honor, in the name of Jesus, amen. So, um, shining star, um, I believe that was her screen name last night, um, let's see here, we thank you, um, Do we have anybody in the screen room? Do we have anybody out there um, um, in the uh, um, chat room that is in need of prayer? If you do, type it in there, um, and we'll pray for you. Um, as we as we move on to another prayer, I want to pray for um, Joel. Um, we have a neighborhood gentleman. He's the warden, uh, deputy warden at the prison here uh, where we do prison. Um, his name is Joel O.L. Sure. Uh, Christopher, if you want, go ahead. He's having a neck surgery, and I think they're taking a, a, a one of the uh, – I, I don't know what they're doing here. They're, they're, he's having a, a pretty critical – uh, surgery on his neck tomorrow. Okay. All right. Sure. And you said it's Joel, and he's uh, security guard at the prison. Did I hear that right? He's the uh, deputy warden. He's the second man in line deputy over warden. all the system in in, uh, in here in uh, Kansas. All right. Well, praise God. Ouch. Well, Father, we just lift up we just lift up Joel to you right now, Father. We thank you, Father God, for your son, Lord, and we just ask right now in the name of Jesus. Father, for your blessings over him, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done in his life, Father, that you would open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing over him, Father. We thank you that the floodgates are open right now for healing. We thank you, Father God, that you are a healer, and by your stripes, we are healed. Joel is healed. Any man, woman, child, teenager is healed because, Father, even the dogs can eat the crumbs from under the table. Lord, we thank you, Father God, that healing is the children's bread. Lord, just drop some crumbs, Lord, for Joel. Drop some bread down for Joel right now, Father God, that healing bread, Father. And we pray, Father God, Lord, as he partakes of the living bread, Lord, the bread of life, Jesus Christ, that, Father, all his ailments, all his infirmities will be gone in Jesus' name. Lord, your word says you heal all our sickness. You heal all our infirmities. You heal all our diseases. Father, that, Lord, you redeem our life from destruction. So right now we pray, Father God, your wisdom, your wisdom, Lord God, with everybody involved, Father, every doctor, every surgeon, every you would no stone be unturned, Father, that you would just reveal truth, Father God, and that, Lord God, your wisdom would be downloaded, Father. Lord, we pray, Father, your hedge of protection over your son, Lord. We thank you, Father, for healing right now, Lord, that you are straightening out that neck. You're straightening out that vertebrae, Lord. You're straightening out, Father God, everything where there's no nerves pinched. There's no nerve damage in Jesus' name. Father, you're straightening out that neck, Father God, Lord, where there's full range of motion. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that your promises are yes and amen for Joel tonight, Father God. That, Lord God, with all all things are possible with you, Lord, and we thank you, Father, for what you're doing tonight, Lord. So go there, Father God, out to Kansas, Lord. Begin to minister to him, Father God, right now, wherever he's at, Father. And, Lord, prepare him, Father God, for a good report. 
Jesus' name, Lord, we say to you be all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Well, I think Minister well, you know, Brock, um, he's getting frisked by the Holy Spirit right now. If you look at him in the in the uh, chat room, the Holy Ghost told him, put your hands in the air. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if I ever heard that, I've heard that plenty of times in my life. Yep. Yeah. God <laughs> put me in a church. God put me in the church, and everybody's got their hands in the air. I thought it was a holdup. Hey, you want to tell that story about when you arrested those demons and that that lady's hand struck down to normal? You remember that? Uh, no, you're talking about. I know when you I remember. Was, uh, you're talking about when we was uh, on um, out on this July nineteenth. Yeah, huh? well, hey, sh- share that story a little bit about uh, since you're talking about put your hands in the air, uh, turn around with you know you're talking about getting arrested there or whatever you know he, he's uh you know uh, the Holy Spirit's arresting him you know with his hands in the air. Tell that story about what the Holy Spirit had you doing uh, when that lady. You know, you told her, uh, I don't really, we weren't actually uh, there during that one. You know, we weren't, weren't there that day, but you got to tell the story. Saturday. Yeah, this was, we, we, we talked about, about it the other night. Um, on, uh, well, um, I was with you on Wednesday. Right. July 16th. Right, and we was with that guy from Microsoft. It was so straight laced. I mean, I, you know, I felt very, very guilty even being in a vehicle with him. You know what I mean? And and then, you know, if you guys don't know, whenever you really walk in sin and you're completely blind, and and God grabs you, He just nips you out of darkness into His glory. Um, he equips you. With the full heaven, heaven of salvation, you know, uh, the breastplate of righteousness, and he equips you. And guess what he does? He throws you right back out there where he plucks you from. And I heard that, but I didn't really know that truly he would take me out of the projects, you know, where I used to hang out, okay? And he equipped me. And then he put me right back in the projects because he, Christopher and Tracy was with me. And this is where the lady that was 80-something years old that needed prayer. And I went up to Christopher, and I told him that, you know, hey, I need you to come up here. And he wouldn't do it. He kept putting his hand on my heart, telling me, you got the same Holy Ghost I have. So we moved forward three days. Thursday, we uh, had some testimonies. Friday, Rodney Howard Brown laid hands on me at uh, Calvary Cathedral Church International in Fort Worth, right there by Northside, Bob and Joy Nichols Church. And here we are, all the way back in the back of the auditorium, hot, 6,000, 6,500 people. And this guy named Brock, one of the uh, um, leaders with uh, Rodney Howard Brown, the Great Awakening Tour, he came back there and he got me and Olivia. And he took us all the way up there. He sent us where George Bush and his wife uh, would sit, okay? But God had that seat for us. And Ronnie Howard Brown was 10 feet in front of me, right directly in front of us. And he was had his arms behind his back. 
you know, just looking at me and my wife, and every now and then he'd kind of give us his little grin because he has the spirit of joy, okay? <laughs> so after he laid hands on me that night, the next day is when we went out uh, doing our um, street evangelism, and I was so drunk in the Holy Ghost from him laying hands on me that night and laying me out, you know, slaying the spirit. That's the, the next day, if y'all were on the line the other day, then a couple of nights ago, I was talking about it. You know, I kept having to do U-turns and all these four cars following me, you know, all of these harvesters that were going out to, you know, preach the gospel and save the lost and salvation prayers. They all kept looking at me, and I, and I guarantee you there was a lot of them, you know, that was coming up in the flesh because we kept um, doing U-turns. And finally, I told the girls that I was driving a car, I said, look, you got to drive, man. I I said, I know where we're going, but uh, I said, I, I can't I can't get there. I said, I'm drunk. And they all kind of looked at me like, what? I said, yeah. I said, I said when Riley Howard Brown laid hands on me last night, I said, man, I said, I'm, I'm just feeling the effects of it. I said, I, I just can't drive. So finally, I let them drive, and we go out to these um, projects. You know, the the red. If you don't know what projects are, the red brick buildings. You know, were people um, on the uh, you know uh, that are on welfare. You know, um, that are poor, um, and there's a lot of people there that need God. Um, there's drugs. Uh, there's Glocks. Um, and um, Crocs that aren't saved, and you name it. So anyway, I, we're walking up. God already had the harvest set up for us because as we was going from one apartment building to the next apartment building, the people at the next apartment building, they are already waiting out there. There, there, there was ladies, uh, guys, all these kids. They were just waiting for us to, to come over to the next building. And they saw that what we was doing, we was ministering the love of Jesus. And um, But this one woman walked out of the apartment building. And I asked her, God ever, has anyone ever told you that God loves you, has a great plan for your life? And she looked at me and she said, no. Her name was Deborah. I've got her testimony still right here. Um, it's one of those cards, Christopher, that Rodney Howard Brown would have us have the people fill out. And... Um, so I asked her if she wanted to fix it, and she said, yeah. And I said, well, repeat these words after me, and I led her to the sinner's prayer. And after that, they teach us that even though we know all the sinner's prayer, they still act like we're reading it off this card because it distracts the devil. Because if, if we don't act like we're reading it, the devil wants to argue with you. But what the devil does, he starts wanting to look and see what you're reading, and it distracts his attention. This is what the Lord put on Ronnie Howard Brown's uh, heart up in New York when they weren't getting the results they wanted. Every, all of his utensils, all his DVDs and everything, is everything that God downloaded to him. And, of course, you know, if you go look at what, you know, uh, River Institute's doing, Bible Institute, Ronnie Howard Brown out of um, Tampa, Florida, you'll see that, you know, the harvest is huge of the people that they led to the Lord. So after we led her to the Lord, at the top of this little script right here, it says that Jesus saves, he heals. Jesus heals. And I asked her, I said, you know, did you know Jesus heals? And she kind of looked at me. No. I said, well, it says it right here. I said, do you need any healing? And she turned around and she showed me her back and she had these staples in her back. And 
I remember we prayed for her. I was with three ladies. And when I laid my hands on her bag, it felt like I had hot candle wax poured over my arm. And I knew then that everything my brother Christopher had always been telling me, and even though he probably got in the flesh a little, you know, because I was hard-headed, everything he was telling me was true because that day, after being laid out slain the night before, when I laid my hand on her back, I felt like that hot wax. I mean, like my arm was yellow. And I knew then that God was activating and working in my life. And when I got done praying, that little black lady, Deborah, um, she turned around and she was crying. And uh, she showed me her hand. Now, God gave me the gift to color women's hair. I color my wife's hair, and every time I color her hair, I get those um, uh, um, her glove, and I blow in it so that all their fingers and all stretch out. And yeah, everyone did freak out. Um, so when this girl showed me her hand, her hand, her fingers were as big as Eckerd sausage. They was one and a half inch in diameter. They were huge. Her hand was three times as thick, almost four times as thick um, as it would be normal. It was just swollen. Her hand was as big as my forearm, okay? And I remember seeing it. And when God plugged me out of darkness, he put me around people like Dr. Mike Simons, you know, uh, you know, Christopher, you always hear me talk about Dr. Mike Simon's Promised Land Television Network. And when he'd pray, he'd say, I said in the name of Jesus. And I mean, fire would blow. I can feel it on me right now. Uh, and I remember praying for that woman's hand. And I put both one hand under the bottom and one hand over the top. And these three women were with me. And I was praying for it. And I remember, I remember old Mike Simons, Dr. Simons, always, in the name of Jesus. And I did that. As soon as I did that, pow! It was like someone stabbed that hand with an ice pick because all the, all the swelling immediately went, okay? Um, honestly, I didn't know what happened. I, I didn't want to look because I felt like if I looked, because I was only, you know, seven months walking with the Lord, that I would be questioning God, so I just kept praying. And when I said in the name of Jesus, her hand went down, and those two ladies that were with me, two of them got baptized in the Holy Ghost, and they started talking in tongues. They said, it sounded like I had two semi-trucks sitting there with me. Bang, 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 bang. And the Holy Ghost was there. That woman, she looked. I pulled my hand off her hands when I said amen. She looked, and she started pulling her ring finger off her finger. She couldn't believe that she could pull it off, and she just started running through the projects like a ruptured duck. Her name is Deborah. Well, this was on Saturday. We went on, and after that, uh, people, um, uh, what, 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 was, what was wrong with her hands? She had a major staph infection. Um, so we were giving out Jolly Ranchers to all the kids, and then we go to the next project, the next building, 
and um, I asked her, we gave her a card to uh, um, um, fill out, and she filled it out. She put her phone number on it. Um, and that next day, on Sunday, I told my wife, I said, you know, I wonder um, how that lady, Deborah, is doing. And I've called that cell phone number. I still have it. Uh, and we wouldn't surprise. We ought to try it one night and see if see if, if if she still has that cell phone. Praise God, if she does. But you know what? She didn't even live there. We did get hold of her. She said all the swelling went down on her hand. That God healed her. Um, she was very grateful we was there. But she did not even live there. She said she was leaving the projects from a friend of hers' apartment that she went to go see. <laughs> So, hallelujah, to God be all the glory. For anyone listening, if you know my testimony and you know where I've been, um, over there in the same projects, you know, and I wasn't preaching the gospel then, okay? Um, uh, God will take you from selling dope to selling hope for his glory. I was a wonderful salesman, and God knew it. And today, God uses all my sales abilities that I used to use in the world, and now he uses it for his glory. And I'm going to tell you, I give God all the glory. Amen? So for anyone that's listening, anyone that listens in the future, if you think you're not equipped for God, you are, because it's not you that does the work, it's God. He's just looking for a willing vessel. He's looking for a spiritual pig. He's looking for someone that's ready to put their shoulder in and press in to get in on the platform every night to lift up everyone's knees in prayer. Amen? So, um, hallelujah, you know. Um, Amen. So. <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, good. Uh, we'll have to call that number, Christopher. Next time I, when you come up here, I'm going to show you all my, my Bible. Uh, because you remember that night live on Daystar Television, I was telling Ronnie Howard Brown, he said, well, how did you find out about me? And I was telling well, I got this friend. He's in Connecticut right now, you know, in Rhode Island. And uh, yeah. he was telling me about you. <laughs> <laughs> I said half the time this guy running around, he sounds like a big old Cummings diesel engine. He's praying in tongues and bang, 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 bang. And old Ronnie Harry Brown, he looked at me and he said, "Do what?" I said, "Yeah, he sounds like a, a diesel running." Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> but he's praying in the Holy Ghost. Ronnie Harry Brown thought that was awesome, man. He's like, "Wow," you know. So anyway, hallelujah. And anyway, the guy that sounded like a diesel engine, his name was Christopher. He's my best brother in Christ. He's my mentor. Hallelujah. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Well, I think Chris may have fell out there. So, um, did we have anyone? I'm trying to go back up here. Um, um, we need to pray for... Grok, Minister Grok. Hey, I'm I'm back. It, it kicked me off again. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, this Scott keeps dumping me off for some reason, so I apologize. Um, go ahead, Paul. I'm I'm back with you, but I'm going to just follow your lead for a minute. So. Holy Ghost field. They know if they keep kicking you out, 
you're going to find a door to get back in because you're you, you're you're kingdom minded, and you just keep pressing in. And if they throw you out the front door, you're going to run around the back and get in the back door to get in. Amen. Amen. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's good. Amen. Well, so let's pray for some people. If you guys have any prayer requests, uh, if you're in the chat room, type your prayer requests into the chat room. Uh, if you don't want to do that, send them in on the email, and we'll just keep them in prayer throughout the day, you know, off the air. But uh, if you want us to pray for you, let us know. Uh, we're going to pray for a few as Paul, you know, feels led, and then I'm, I'm going to, you know, pray as well. Also, if some nations jump up in your spirit, bro, let's uh, let's pray for whatever nation was on your heart today. And definitely, I want to lift up a prayer for Israel and uh, just everything going on over there. So, uh, but I'm going to follow your lead for a little bit, and then I'll then I'll take it. So, okay. Well, one of the things that I want to express to everybody um, because I know people one of the it's in the top five prayer requests is for money um, and this is my and I and when I tell you all this I, everybody's going to say wow you know I, I, he, 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 he probably is right but um, I would rather pray that God be the driver of your heart, that God, his word says, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. His word says in Malachi 3.10 that my storehouses will be overfilling, okay? This is my take on praying for um uh, finances. If finances, is praying for money really worked? John Gotti and the mafia, you know, why do they have all the money, but the missionaries in the field have none? Because cause nobody's going to convince me that the missionaries in the field, okay, um, don't know how to pray. Okay, and here we are at the church. Every first Monday of the month, um, our church, the Assembly of God, we do an offering. We take up an offering for missionaries. I signed a covenant to be a member of that church. That to be a member, um, uh, I would not only honor, honor the Lord with the tithe, but also we would honor the Lord with uh, the missionaries on the first Sunday of every month. So rather than us pray for finances, um, and, and please, uh, you know, the person that knows that, that wants us to, we are going to pray for it. We're not going to pray for finances. We're going to pray that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know what I mean? Because if you are a child of the Most High God and God calls you out of darkness, then you're in his royal priesthood. You are an heir of Jesus, and everything that's Jesus is yours. You just got to call things that be not as though they are. Amen? So um, let's pray for a beautiful lady. It's her Valentine's Day. Her name is Sherry. 
Heavenly Father, as we come to you, boldly to the throne of grace, Heavenly Father, I pray a Psalms 23 prayer over sharing her family, Heavenly Father. Your word says that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, Heavenly Father. Your word says that you anoint my head with oil, that my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, Lord, all the days of my life, and that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? So, Heavenly Father, as your daughter lifts her words up to you, Heavenly Father, in prayer, as your daughter sows her first fruits, her tithe, as she says she does, and I know she does because I've had a great length of conversations with her, Heavenly Father. And by this sermon, I know, Heavenly Father, that she is a child, of her, a child of the Most High God. Lord God, I ask you that you do an outpouring of your Holy Spirit in her life, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we ask you that you draw her near, that you give her revelation, a fresh encounter, Father, of your love for her and her family, Heavenly Father, that she will perceive who you are, your knowledge, Heavenly Father, that you abound in her life, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we call things that be not as though they are. And, Lord God, we ask you that you pour out a supernatural blessing of abundance, exceedingly abundantly more than what she can even imagine, Heavenly Father. We call in the harvest, Heavenly Father, because she has sowed seed in the kingdom in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Amen. 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 Uh, so... <laughs> Um, regarding sowing, they say sow little, reap little. Well, yeah, I said that's that. An, yeah, they, that's an according to what you have. You know, if you're in a situation and say you get Social Security and you get 460 or disability, say you get $620 a month, okay? Um, and you hear these guys on television, you hear them talking about so a $100 seed, a $500 seed, a $1,000 seed, and you're like, you know, I, I, you never sow a seed because, you know, the seeds they're talking about, you know, um, are, they're just not conducive. They're not uh, uh, plausible. They don't fit your income. God don't look at your seeds, okay, as far as how much, okay? That's right. Uh if, if sometimes someone only has $5, my wife uh, has got two or three ministries that we first got involved in. One of them is Charles and Francis Hunter uh, Ministries. One of them is Dr. Mike Murdoch. Um, and just until now, we're moving into a new season, especially with uh, Prayer International, where my wife is going to start rearranging where we sow our seed. But, you know, uh, my wife... You know, she sends five dollars and ten dollars here and here, you know, in there, because you know we're, you know we're, you know God, He's still trying to get the Israelites where they're going. He's been working with them for thousands of years. He's on. I've only been out there for four years, so you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm still like the Israelites. I'm waiting on that supernatural window to come over me so I can catch the harvest. But like God told me that just today. Um, when I was talking to a gentleman, I, you know, I said, hey, I thank God that he's still working on me because he hasn't even got the Israelites to their destination yet, has he? Has he, Chris? 
Say that one more time. Sorry, I was reading the chat room. I was just kind of doing that. Say, say that one more time. These three lights. God, he's still, <laughs> he's still directing their journey, trying to get them to their final destination, isn't he? Sure he is. Of course, we're all in a process. You know, we have, none of us have arrived yet, but, you know, uh, truth is revealed. You know, it's progressive. You know, we, we learn faith to faith and glory to glory. You know, um, you know, I would just well, want to say one thing in regard to, regard to tithing. You know, it's not the amount of your tithe that matters. It's not the amount of your seed. You know, you give in proportion to, you know, how the Lord blesses you. You know, the widow gave her might. Okay, which was, you know, like today's standards, like half a penny, you know. Uh, and to Jesus, that, w- that was more than the ones that were throwing, you know, hundreds and thousands in, in the bucket, you know. She gave out of her need. She gave, gave out of what she had, you know. And that's what the Lord recognizes is the condition of the heart. You know, what when, when you give a sacrificial seed, a sacrificial seed to somebody could be a dollar because they may only have $10 to their name. Okay, uh, a sacrificial seed could be a thousand dollars, and they could have millions in the bank. You know, but it just depends on where they're at. You know, it depends on what's going on in their life. Um, so God never, you know, weighs the seed out necessarily in proportion to the money, but it's in proportion to is he, you know He knows you know what's faith. He knows what stretches your faith, um, and He knows you know what you know when you're giving out a compulsion. Or when you're giving out of obedience, you know, and uh, like Paul was saying, sometimes you see these men on the TV asking for, you know, three hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, or certain dollar amounts, and they call out and say, "Well, there's thirty people here that could give this much, and and if thirty people give, those thirty people get blessed." Well, what happens to the thirty-first person that gives? You know, did they not get the blessing because God said thirty, or because the preacher just came up with that number out of his head and said 30, you know, the the deal is, is this, is God honors your obedience. He honors your heart. He honors your giving when you're doing it out of a pure heart. And so, you know, and, and not that we wanted to make tonight about tithing or giving, but it's a very important part of your worship. It's a very important part of trusting God. See, he says where your treasure is, your heart is. And if you can trust God with your finances, okay, really, if you can really trust God with your finances, uh, you can trust God with anything. Amen. And what's funny is when it comes when it comes to money, uh, you know, a lot of people get disgruntled most of the time because they're not obedient in that area. You know, most of the time because they're not givers or they're not tithers or because they rob God or they don't understand maybe the principles of tithing and seed faith and sowing. You know, um, I've been a tither since I was 16 years old, you know, and at first I did it out of obedience, never expecting to get a harvest because I wasn't taught properly. Come to the Lord. And it promised me that God. What's that? It's like getting pulled over. You know, if you're not tithing, you know, um, when you're walking in the flesh, um, and you're not tithing, and people talk about it, you know, you get convicted. Yeah. It's no different yeah. than going down the highway. It's, you know, 84 miles an hour getting pulled over. You know as soon as you hear that, 
<laughs> Boy, the spirit of conviction comes out. You're you're trying to come up with all these reasons why what you're going to tell this police officer why you're speeding. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> believe me, uh, I can honestly tell you I've had over 200 traffic tickets, okay? They they took my license away. I just got them back. Hallelujah. I was watched in the Praise blood, and God gave me my license back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Yeah, God's good, you know? And so that's just the thing. Just be obedient to God. Be led by the Spirit in whatever you give. And it's not about just giving your money, okay? Uh, seed faith. You know, seed time and harvest applies to every seed you sow. It could be your time. I said time, T-I-M-E, not tithe, but time. It could be your prayer. It could be your love. It could be your patience. It could be your giving. It could be somebody with, you know, uh, you know, maybe you have a trade that you can bless somebody with, and they can't afford to, to get work done, so you bless them with your trade, whatever it is. You know, but, you, you know, a seed is anything that you give to God, okay, because you don't have enough uh, to give what you really want, you know, so you, you take what God's given you and you release it and you sell it back to God so that he can harvest later and allow you to fulfill everything that to do. You know, abundance isn't about having tons of money. Prosperity is having millions in the bank, although it may be that it could be part of it. Okay, but prosperity is having money to do everything the Lord's assigned you to do and plenty enough money to bless those, you know, that are in need. And I'm telling you, that's prosperity, is being able to do everything the Lord tells you to do, always having enough to do what the Lord's required and having enough of the overflow. You know, he anoints our head with oil where our cups run over. And out of that overspill, just like when they used to uh, chop down the, the crops in the Old Testament, they said, look, leave the gleanings for the poor. You know, leave, leave the gleanings on the ground so they can come along and, and gather them up for themselves. But make sure you leave plenty. And the size of your crop always determined the size of what you left for the poor. It's interesting. If you study that, uh God would enlarge them as they would leave more for the poor. God would just enlarge their crops, you know, and it's like that. Whatever. Hi, Chris. Yes, sir. A, a seed is anything God has given you to bless someone else with. It don't have to be money. It can be love. It can be time. It can be patience. It can be counseling. It can be someone yeah. coming to you that has a problem with drugs and you spend three hours with them and counseling them because you you've been carried the darkness of drugs, you know. Sure. Um, a harvest sure. is anything. A harvest is anything someone else gives you. Okay. Amen. To bless you with, and For sure. Um, For sure. you know what I mean. Yeah. So and so, uh, what he's saying and what I'm saying basically is apply the principles of seed faith. To everything you you have in your life, whatever you're giving, whatever you're receiving, you know, uh, you know, trust the Lord with it. Just trust God with it. So praise the Lord. So hallelujah. Well, um, all right. Well, we can shift gears off that. 
what you got for us, Brother Paul? Well, um, since we've been, you know, I was watching the, the chat room tonight. I think we got up to 10 people on the platform um, at one time. And, um, you know, I've got a friend of ours that you know who he is as well, Randy. You know, I go over to Randy's platform, but every now and I, I can't get the chat room to pull up, you know, because I like to see what God's doing in our life. Um, I know that we pray for um, uh, Cairo, Egypt. The other day, International House of Prayer was praying for Cairo, Egypt, with all the things going on over there. And sure. that day, somebody from Cairo, Egypt, hit our platform at Prayer International on the website, okay? So... I know that when we pray for other nations, you know, God's going to bring men and women, sons and daughters that are going to come out and prophesy and be uh, boots on the ground with uh, uh, lifting people's needs up in those uh, sovereign nations. So with that being said, um, we ought to pray for Armenia, the Republic of Armenia, um, tonight. Uh, we'll make it real quick, but um, the Republic of, of Armenia uh, is a landlocked, mountainous country in the Caucasus, Caucasus region of Eurasia, located at the crossroads of Western Asia and Eastern Europe. It's bordered by Turkey on the west, Georgia on the north. That's not Georgia here. Uh, in the independent Nagorno Karabakh Republic um, and Iran. So let's pray for them. Heavenly Father, as we pray for Armenia, we pray for the capital, Yerevan, Heavenly Father. We pray for the presidential republic, Zerz Zavagan, Heavenly Father. Uh, we pray for Tigran Sargajan, their prime minister, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we just pray that you pour out your spirit on this country, Heavenly Father, on this sovereign nation. We pray, Heavenly yes, Father, that you pour out your spirit, that you give them revelation and knowledge, Heavenly Father, that thy kingdom yes, come. Your will be done in this nation, Heavenly Father, if you raise up prophets Thank and priests in this soil, Heavenly Father that they will sow their life in the kingdom soil, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we ask you that you give an entire makeover of this country. As you reach out to the lost, to the poor, Heavenly Father, to the blind and the lame, Lord God, we give you the glory for all your awesome work that you do in this country, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we pray that you bring us boots on the ground, prayer warriors, intercessors, Heavenly Father. Apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, Heavenly Father, missionaries, that you will raise up a prophetic generation in this soil, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We just uh, pray for Cairo, Egypt as well, Lord, and we just thank you, Father God, that you're moving over there, Lord. Bless the people in that area, Father God. Lord, take care of this, Lord, and turn this crisis into opportunities for these people to receive Jesus, to receive the living God. And Lord, we pray that you'd move there by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and touch the hearts of those that are desperate, desperately seeking you, Lord, desperately seeking change. 
desperately seeking miracles, Father. They need you over there, Father God. So we just pray, Father God, move in Cairo, Egypt, and in that area, Father God, and we just give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, Lord. And we just thank you. And, Father, right now, Lord, we just also ask, Father, that you would pray. Uh, we just pray for Israel right now, Father. We pray for Jerusalem. Lord, you said in Psalm 122, Lord, that to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Lord. Father, you said that if we bless Israel, you would bless us. If we curse Israel, you would curse us. So right now, Father, we bless Israel. We bless Jerusalem. Father, we bless, Lord God, your people, Father, in that area. Father, we pray, Father, that you would post your angels around Israel. Put your hedge of protection around them, Father. Raise them up in prosperity. Father, prosper your people. We pray peace over Jerusalem, Lord. Peace. And your presence fill that land and reveal Jesus Christ as the Messiah to those people. Lord, strip the layers, take the layers and the hardness off of their hearts and reveal, Lord God, Christ Jesus to them. Lord, we just thank you, Father. Bless Israel. And we just give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Looks like we got a prayer warrior that came in the um, chat room. God bless. Uh, we always welcome you. Uh, we're always looking for prayer warriors. Um, and we'll try to come be a footprint on your um, blog talk radio show if you have one. I, I, I was looking at your blog talk profile. Um, um, so, anyway, God bless. Um, you're in our prayers. Amen. Yeah, and I just want to let you guys know, if you will, go as far as, you know, get into our Prayer International email, and you can reach it at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Okay, also, uh, we should have some of that stuff posted up on the website, but if you'll get into that email and send us your details, send us your info, your addresses, your websites, your ministry names, churches, whatever you feel like sharing with us, we keep it confidential, we're not going to spread it all over the place, but... We will, uh, from time to time, as we're praying, if the Lord leads us, we'll call you. We may email you, contact you, send a video personally to you. Uh, we just want to stay in touch, and we want to get to know, um, you know, what's going on with everybody. Sometimes in this setting, if people cannot call in or if we're in a teaching flow or a prayer flow and, you know, we don't have a lot of interaction on the air, uh, we don't get to know everybody. You know, it's it's hard to communicate with everybody. But, you know, believe it or not, uh, when we're not on the air doing this, uh, you know, throughout the day, uh, different times throughout the day, we, you know, we're juggling work and family and different things. But, you know, we do this uh, all the time, you know, uh, whether it's on Skype or on the phone or in person or at the 7-Eleven, the grocery store, the you know, wherever we're at. But if you will uh, make yourself available and you'll let us know how we can contact you and how we can pray for you, uh, we will make a point to do that and try to, you know, keep the communication open and try to make some contacts. You know, we're trying to really uh, just get a little more organized to be able to touch base with people. So please do that. You can email us at Prayer International. And, Paul, if you're in front of the chat room, if you want to type that in real quick, it's Prayer International. I don't have that window open, but uh, it's Prayer International at Gmail dot com, and we will definitely get back with you. Um, you know, with details and let you know what's going on. So, 
I just want to speak a blessing over everybody tonight. You know, if you're in ministry, if you've got a radio show, if you are a Christian that's allowing the Lord to use you around your friends and families, coworkers, your peers, listen, you're a minister. You're a minister. Just because you don't put a suit on and get behind the pulpit, okay? But if you're being used of the Lord as a mouthpiece, as a voice, as a as an extension of his hand, Okay, how whatever the case is, maybe you're just called to serve. But if you're doing it in the name of the Lord and you're allowing that to be a gift unto people and it's bearing, you are a minister. So I want to pray for those that are in the chat room, those that are listening. You know, we, we get twice as many listeners by archive than we do live, you know, which is a blessing. We know we're reaching people even different hours throughout Amen. the day. Uh, some people are going as far as reproducing our stuff on iTunes and sending it all over Australia in places, and we're so very thankful uh, to our brothers and sisters in Australia. God bless you tonight. God bless Australia. Father, touch them by the power of your Holy Spirit. Move mightily. Your kingdom come and your will be done in Jesus' name. And so this is the deal. We're going to just speak a blessing over everybody tonight. Again, if you want to give, check us out. Uh, prayerinternational.org go to the contact page uh, it'll have a thing about giving donate by PayPal money order check you know do it and most of all pray for us sow your prayers into this ministry lift us up you know Moses when he was leading the Israelites through the, the desert unless he had two men come, come stand beside him and lift his hands up you know, they never would have made it. You know, he actually had to physically have men lift his hands up because he was so weak. The Lord, lift your hands up. You know, he was going to part the Red Sea. He was going to bless Israel. But when your hands go down, it won't be blessed anymore. So they had to actually get on each side and lift his hands up and hold them up. Now, listen, if you'll hold our hands up, you'll see deliverance. And I'm not saying it because it's about us. But if you'll bless men and women of God, if you'll serve and bless servants of God, there's a special blessing that's in that. Okay? And I'm not saying we're anybody, like like Paul says, you know, Christianity is just one beggar showing the other beggar where the bread is. That's all Amen. it is. We're not saying, you know, we're not modern-day Pharisees. We're not saying we've got an added edge or we've got the, this or that. No, all we've got is Jesus. That's it. That's the only thing that sets us apart from anybody else. And if you've got Jesus, then you're our brother and sister. So praise God. So listen, hold our hands up in prayer. Lift up our families. You know, lift up this ministry. Pray for these nations. Pray that what God does with this is effective and it touches hearts, touches lives in a genuine way. Because we're not trying to build our kingdom. We're trying to build his kingdom, the kingdom of God. So, that's, you know, I just wanted to share that. Yes, sir. Um. Kingdom. Um, he was asking about Mike Bickle and the um, um, website. If you'll go to IHOP, if you'll go to prayerinternational.org, if you'll go to our website on the very front page, you'll see place to visit. Two or three down, you're going to see IHOP. When you go to IHOP, you're going to be able to go there, okay? And. Um, you're going to see uh, there at IHOP, um, 
I mean, I'm not going back, but, you know, if you're really thirsty for God, if you want a major encounter with God, you can go in there and um, uh, prayer and fasting. On the very front page, um, let's see, yeah, uh, Mike Bickle, prayer and fasting. And then you can go all through there, apostolic prayer, devotional prayer, fasting, intercession. I went to intercession. And then they, that has all this stuff if you really want to become a prayer warrior. So we're out of time. Chris, it's yours. All right. Well, listen, if you're just uh, tuning in or you've been with us, this is Prayer International Radio. Uh, follow us next time. We've got about 30 seconds left. So you can contact us, 619-638-8458. Prayer.org is the website. Or you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Listen, we're just going to speak a blessing. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless every man, bless every child, bless every teenager, bless every woman on the line tonight, Father God. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would touch them, that your Holy Spirit would lead them, that your presence and your glory would fill them, and, Father, you would have your way in their lives. Until tomorrow night, we'll be here on the same uh, station, same place, same time. And God bless. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Goodbye, guys. All the way my Savior leads.